quick announcements. Uh, our new believers class is on Wednesday nights still. Amen. Praise the Lord. So if your new believer got baptized here not too long ago, you need to be in the um, yesterday we did our uh, homeless outreach. We went out here to the city and we uh, handed out about 65 uh, um, bags, lunches to people in the parks and around town. And so that's a, a good ministry, guys. Want to get involved in that. Praise God. That's the second Saturday every month. This coming up Saturday, we're going to have our food closet and our clothes closet next door from 1030 to 1130. Come out, sign up for food because the more signups we get, the more food we get, the more we can help people. And, uh, and that's for everybody in the church. You know, so take advantage of that. You know, someone that's on hard times and needs some help. Praise God. Come out and bless them. Praise the Lord. And then next week's going to be our Revelations class with Brother White. And then Thursday nights celebrate recovery. Amen. Amen. And then Tuesday night's a really good spiritual night. It's, it's prayer night. It's prayer meeting. <laughs> you get like three people to laugh right there. It's like prayer's not a lot. It's not easy, guys. It takes work. Praise the Lord. But uh, prayer is something that's essential for your Christian walk. Praise God. So if you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me to Acts uh, chapter 12, verse 5. I got the uh, New King James Version, so it's going to be pretty close. But we're going to go to Acts 12 and 5. Praise the Lord. And this is what it says. It says, Peter therefore was kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out that night, Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers and guards before the door were keeping the prison. And now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison and struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. And then the angel said to him, Gird yourself and tie on your sandals. And so he did. And he said to him, Put on your garment and follow me. And so he went out and he followed him, praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, I just come before you this morning. And Lord, I'd ask that you would speak a word to each and every one that's here under the sound of my voice, Father, that you didn't call us to live in prison. You didn't call us to be bound. But Father, you called your people to walk in deliverance, to be free, Father. And I ask, Father, that your spirit would speak a word to anybody today, Lord, that is struggling in a prison cell, Father, spiritually, Lord, in an addiction, Father, Lord, in something that is holding them back, Father God, in captivity. I pray that your spirit will bring illumination and light to their spirit. Walk in freedom, God, that you've called us to walk in. Father, I ask it right now. I bind every hindrance spirit that would come against this word. And I ask your anointing power, Lord, to fill this place. And Father, we give you the praise in the name that is above every name, the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 I want to talk to you this morning, guys, just a little bit about how to break free, how to break out of bondage and get, get out of jail. Praise God. See, because there's a lot of Christians who struggle, guys, with bondage. They love God, but they can't seem just to get rid of that they're still bound by the hurts, habits, and hangups. And see, we can come to church and we can talk about freedom. We can talk about deliverance, but you can still be living on a prison or in a prison cell spiritually in your life, praise God. You can still be by, by hurts and habits, by addictions, by things that's happened to you, by fear and failure in your life. And so you got to recognize the, the prison cells that the enemy has you in, and you got to want to break free. you got to want to get out in Jesus' name, praise the Lord. See, Herod was bringing persecution against the church, and he had uh, James, the brother of John, put to death by the sword, and he saw that it pleased the people. 
And so he was going to bring Peter uh, up before the people, but he, there was a fe- uh, f- uh, the Passover was going, I think it was a festival. And so he uh, has him put in prison. And so Acts 12 here in verse 5 says, Peter therefore was kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. And so guys, the, you want to break free and get out of uh, bondage and get out of jail, there's some things that you're going to have to do. And see, number one, guys, you're going to have to pray, praise the Lord. See, constant prayer, verse 5 says, constant prayer was offered. It wasn't just a one-time thing. See, you just don't go down to an altar of prayer and you get all the deliverance you need. You get God's plan and purpose all at one time at your life. No, there's going to be have to be some constant, consistent prayer going on in your life where you're hungering and you're thirsting after God that you can get freedom, God. Praise the Lord. But see, the problem is sometimes, guys, is we give up before breakthrough happens. And see, the church didn't give up on Peter. It says constant prayer was offered to him. See, too many times we come to the altar and we say, Lord, take this bondage from me. And then we go back out to our seats and we don't stay there. See, God didn't put it on you. God's not going to take it from you. You got to be willing to come to an altar and spend some time in prayer and say, God, I here I am. Spill me out. But see, what we get what happens is we come to the altar sometimes, guys, and we leave before breakthrough happens in our life. And then we get up and we take back to our seats the same chains of addiction, the same chains of bondage, the same chains of sin. And we God with because we can't spend time at an altar and say, God, break me, spill me out, pour your spirit upon me that I can walk in freedom. We get up before there's a, a breaking in our life where tears begin to flow and there's a change in our spirits. Amen. You got to spend time in prayer and tarry until there's a breakthrough in your life. Amen. Breakthrough. Constant prayer was offered for him. And see, guys, you can't, you can't stay in a place of sin and bondage. You can't, you can't get used to it. You've got to get, get free from it. See, there should be no chains that binds a Christian's life. You shouldn't be a Christian, a believer, and walking around bound in, in your Christian walk. There should be constant prayer in your life. So you want to break out of that spiritual jail cell, guys, you're going to have to learn the discipline of prayer, of having a prayer life, that you learn to pray battle, praise God, where you go to battle in prayer, praise the Lord. See, I have a couple of pieces of paper that I got about 75 to 80 things wrote down on. Things I want to see done in my family, in my life, in my ministry, in the church here, in my marriage, and I put it in my Bible. And so every morning when I get up to do my studies, I pull those out and I pray over those things. Sometimes I add to it and sometimes I take them away because the Lord answers prayer. And then in evening time, if I go to study or pray, I pull them out and I pray them again. There's a constant prayer going on for things I want to see done in my life and in the church. And see, just like there was constant prayer offered for Peter, guys, you can offer constant prayer in your life for your family, for your loved ones that are struggling with bondage or if you're in bondage yourself, you can make constant prayer in your life. So you have to learn to pray. You got you to learn to get into your prayer closet at your home and shut the world out and tell the devil, you're not going to have my family. You're not going to have my children. I bind that addiction. I bind those things in Jesus' name. You got to learn how to pray. See, a man or woman of God who will make prayer a priority in their life. Christians who pray constantly in their life, guys, will see change in their lives. One quote says, little prayer, little power. A lot of prayer, a lot of power. See, prayer is a constant discipline in a Christian's life. And so you have to learn how to live a life of prayer if you want to walk in continuous victory in your life, praise God. 
Jesus says here in Luke 18 that men ought to always pray. Pray standing up. Pray sitting down. Pray in the shower. Pray in your car. Pray out loud. Pray quiet. It doesn't matter how you pray or when you pray. Just learn to pray. Praise the Lord. See, church, prayer reading God's word is our lifeline to God. Without it, you're going to die spiritually. It's like breathing for the Christian. When you read God's word, it's like taking in air. And when you begin to pray, guys, it's like breathing out spiritually. Breathing out. See, too many Christians don't pray and read enough during the week. They only do it when they're here at church. And so the rest of the week, they're out there and they're dying spiritually. They come to church here on Sunday morning, <gasps> barely breathing. They got to come up to the altar and we got to lay spiritual hands on them, be all clear and shock them with Jesus because they don't do enough outside of the church to keep them alive, spiritually speaking, guys. See, your relationships got to go beyond the doors of the church. You've got to learn to pray and stand and get in God's word so you can stand on your own two feet and fight the enemy when he comes and he wants to put you in chains and bind you, praise the Lord. So you'll never get enough coming to church, guys, listen to me speak or another speaker or the worship team to keep you walking in a place of victory. Leave it outside at the front door when you go home. You have to take it with you outside the comfort zone of the church and apply it to your life, praise God. You have to cultivate and grow your relationship in Jesus Christ and put it into practice, guys, every day of your lives. Outside the church, if you want to walk in freedom, you got to apply it to your life. There was a story of a, uh, a Kung Fu master that had a student, and the student would go to his little rice hut every day, and he would learn martial arts, how to protect himself. You know, how to, how to recognize the enemy from keep from being put in bondage. And so he goes to his master's house to see the master for his lesson. And the master tells him, we know a worky today. It's like, you've been walking hard. We take day off. We go to town, get drink. So the student's like, hey, all right, that sounds good. So, so they go to this little rice hut down in this village in the bad part of town. And there's these big old dudes in there. It looks like they go bear hunting with a switch, you know, bull-headed tattoos. And so he goes up and he gets his student to drink and, and he gets one and the student takes his drink. And so he reaches over and he slaps one of these big old dudes on the back of the head. Spack! And then he backs up. He's all <laughs> sucking on his drink, pointing to a student. And so this big old dude turns around, sees the student, grabs him, and ding, ding, the fight is on. So the master, he slips out the back door. He goes, sits on a log across the street. You hear some screaming and some hollering, some oohs and some owls. And so probably, probably after about 20 minutes, it all calms down, and the student comes out the front door of the rice hut. He's got all, his shirt's all tore off on one side. His hair's all messed up. He's got scratches on his face. So he goes across the street, and he's all, Master, Master, what'd you do that for? And the master tells him, how you know what you learn really work? How you know what you learn really work? Unless you apply it to real life. Unless you apply it to real life, church. And see, there's too many Christians that live inside the comfort zone of the church, always learning but never applying what they learn to the outside of the church. And so we'll pray things like, Lord, make me a better witness, but we never open up our mouth to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with someone outside in the world that's bound in chains, that's dying, and that's going to hell, that needs to know the gospel of Jesus Christ. We'll say things like, Lord, draw me closer, but the only time we pick up our word is when we come to church. We never fast, we never pray outside of the church and try to go into a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ. 
We'll say, Lord, use me to help somebody, but we'll never volunteer to be in mission works, to go outside the church, to touch someone, to share someone the message that they don't have to be bound in chains. We live it in the church. Always learning, but never applying what we've learned, guys. Always learning. That's why we still have people, guys, that's bound in secret sin and addictions in their life in the church. Because they don't apply the power of God's word to their life outside the church daily. See, freedom's not just for Sunday. It's for every day in your life. You want to see some chains fall off your life, guys, and break free. Then you got to learn to apply the power of God's word to your life daily and not just in the church on Sunday, praise God. It's got to be daily in your lives. Got to learn to apply it daily. See, the tragedy, guys, not praying is the unemployment of angels. The unemployment of angels. Verse 7 says, now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him. And see, church, there's angels that go out when you pray to do God's will. Ministering angels. Hebrews 1 and 14 says, Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? Matthew 4 and 11 says, Then the devil left him, talking about Jesus, and beheld. The angels came and ministered to him. Ministered to him. See, guys, when you pray, you need to ask the Lord to send ministering angels to your loved ones that's bound in captivity. To minister to them, to get their, their minds right, to help them get in that place where they can break free. If you got family members out on the street and drugs, pray for them. Pray for their deliverance. Pray for their, their healing. And the Lord will send ministering angels, guys, to help get them in the right line, praise the Lord. Learn to use every resource that God has available to you to win the victory, guys, and walk in freedom, praise the The Bible says here in Acts 12 and 5 that Peter, therefore, was kept in prison. But constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church, by the church. How to break free from bondage, guys, and get out of jail, number two, is you got to join up with the church. Join up with a body of believers, praise God. See, God never intended for you to do life alone and be isolated, but to be in a, a community of believers, praise God, because see, there's strength in numbers. The Bible says iron sharpens iron. We need each other, praise the Lord, to look out for each other. The Bible says in Genesis that it wasn't good for man to be alone. See, when you isolate yourself from the body of Christ, guys, you're a target for the enemy. You become a target for the enemy. You become prey for the devil. Like a wolf pack, they look for the person that's separated, the weak one, and they go after him, attack him, to devour him. And see, when you isolate yourself from the body of Christ, guys, there's no one to speak life into you. There's no one to encourage you, to help you to stand up, to keep fighting the good fight, guys, and help break you out of that spiritual jail cell that you're in. That's why you need to be a part of a church family. You need some brothers and, and sisters in your life, guys. You need some Bible-believing, Jesus-loving, Bible-thumping brothers and sisters that have come along beside you and pick you up in Jesus' name, praise God. We'll encourage you and pick you up. Verse 7 says, Now behold, the angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison and struck Peter on the side and raised him up. Brothers and sisters have come alongside you and raised you up when you're going through some trials and troubles in your life and the devil's got you down and he's just giving you a really good beat down, kicking you in the face. You need some people to come alongside you and pick you up and say, you're not going to stay in that place. We're going to pick you up. We're going to pray for you. We're going to encourage you. We're not going to let you go. Praise the Lord. 
See, that's an awesome thing about being part of a church. You could be going through some troubles and trials in your life, and the Lord will speak to someone over here, put you on their mind to start praying for you. And then another brother or another sister, and the next thing you know, you start feeling better. You don't know what it is. It's because the Lord is having brothers and sisters in the body of Christ pray for you and pick you up. Praise the Lord. That's why you need brothers and sisters in, 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 in you know, your body of, of brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. Tongue's getting dry there. We have some uh, sisters here in this church that's prayed people out of jail, prayed them out of prison, prayed them out of life sentences before. Praise God. See, prayer changes things. Prayer will change things in your life, guys. So you need to join up with the church body. Praise God. How to break free, guys, and get out of bondage and get out of jail. Number three is you need to rise up. You need to rise up. Verse 5 says, Peter was bound with chains between two guards. Verse 7 says, the angel of the Lord stood by him and shined the light in the prison. See, there's a lot of people, guys, that's bound and chained up living in this world. And thus the light of God shines on them, guys. They're going to continue to live in their sin and in their chains and addictions because it takes the illumination power of the Holy Spirit to shine in a person's life and shine uh, the light on sin in their life so they can break free from it. Praise God. And that's why we have to go out. We have to go out and share the gospel message. The Bible says that we're the light of the world, that a city on a hill can't be hidden. It doesn't matter how dark the world is, how dark the sin is. The darker it is, the brighter the light of Jesus Christ will shine in people's lives. Praise God. See, God's not afraid of the dark. The Holy Spirit's not afraid to go in the dark places of your life and shine the light of his love and, sh- and tell you that he loves you and he's got a plan and purpose for your life and that you can be free. And we can't be afraid as a church to go out in the dark places in our city and our community and share the gospel of Jesus Christ with people that's bound in their sins and addictions and the things that the enemy's trying to destroy their life with. We have a responsibility, praise God, to share the gospel, to share the light of Jesus Christ to a dying world, guys. But we got to be free ourselves. We can't be bound ourselves. Verse 7 says, the angel of the Lord told Peter to arise. In other words, you can't sit there in your chains, guys, and break free. There's something that you got to do. Verse 6 says, Peter was sleeping between two guards in his chain. So you can't stay there and get comfortable in your bondage, guys, and get used to it. Too many people want to live, guys, and they get comfortable in their captivity and the chains that they have on their life. It's like the uh, zoo. They had this lion in the zoo that had been raised there most of its life in captivity and, it, and had a, a jail cell that, or a cage that walked around, walked around the perimeter all the time. So finally they got a grant to, to take and put him on a, uh, a reserve somewhere where he could roam free. And so they go and they put the cage out there and they open the door. But the lion doesn't come out. He just continued to, to walk around his cage. Even though the door was open to freedom, he just walked around his cage, guys. And see, that's like a lot of people. That's like us, uh, a lot of Christians. There's freedom in Christ, guys. But we continue to walk around our old habits, our old hangouts, our old relationships, our old sins, our old addictions, and never stepping through the door of freedom that Christ gives you and offers you, praise the Lord. Never stepping out of the cage. See, freedom is not going to knock you down. You got to rise up and you got to go after it. You got to want it, praise the Lord. See, I can stand next to freedom all day long and still be bound with sin and bondage in my life. You've got to rise up and want it and want to go after it if you want to walk and live a life in freedom, praise God. You can't stay comfortable in your sins. 
You can't stay comfortable in bondage, guys. Galatians 5 and 1 says this. said, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then. And do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Stand firm. It didn't say sit down. It said stand firm. In other words, rise up and don't allow yourself to be put back into a cage of bondage. See, the angel told him to rise up. In other words, guys, stand tall. Rise above your chains. Rise above the bondage in your life. And when Peter did, his chains fell off. So you have to rise up, guys. None of us were meant to live in captivity, but to be free in Jesus Christ. How to break free from bondage, guys, and get out of jail? Number four is you got to gird yourself. The angel told him in verse 8, the angel told Peter to gird himself. Gird means to prepare for action. Muster up one's resources. See, when soldiers go to battle, guys, they gird themselves. They prepare themselves. They get ready for battle. They get the right gear they need. They train. They get the right weaponry they need. And then they're ready to go at a moment's notice. They made preparations. They made themselves ready. And see, church, if you want to experience freedom and walk free in your life, you're going to have to be ready for action. You're going to have to prepare yourself and gird yourself. Be ready to go. That way when an open door takes place or there's an altar call made, boom, you're there. Lord, touch me. Lord, set me free. Give me some freedom and deliverance in my life. You're ready. You're prepared for it. The Bible says be ready in season and out of season. And how do you prepare yourself for action, guys? you got to get into God's Word. The Bible says a study to show yourself approved. See, the Bible's our weapon of warfare. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. See, you can't be ready for action, guys, if you don't even have a weapon to fight with. See, Jesus used the, the Word on the devil. He had fasted for 40 days, he, and he was hungry. And the devil says, if, if you be the Son of God, command these stones to be turned to bread. He says that it's written that man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You got to know God's word and learn how to use it when the enemy wants to come and bind you and put you in a prison cell. You can tell him to get lost in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. You need to be in God's word. You need to know how to use it. See, every new believer in here, guys, needs to be in our new believers class. We baptized, I think, 20-something people a couple months ago, and we got two people in our new believers class. You need to be in that class learning how to stand and fight the devil so you won't be bound and put back in chains, praise God. And then everybody needs someone they can be accountable to. Everybody needs someone that will stab you in the front and not in the back. Someone that's willing to tell you the truth whether you want to hear it or not, praise God. Someone that will say, hey, you know what? You don't need to be dating that dude right now. It's not good for you. Hey, you don't need to be hooking up with that girl right now. It's not good for you. It'll just pull you down. That relationship ain't never going to bring no wholeness to your life. You need Jesus Christ. You need someone that's just going to stab you in the front with the truth. Just tell you the truth. Hey, brother, you're not going to get deliverance until you talk talking about it and you get up off your backside and go to an altar and start asking for deliverance. You know, just stab them in the front. Tell them the truth, praise God. And then be man and woman enough not to get mad or upset about it and want to quit the church or not be their friends no more. See, real friends stab you in the front. See, I want real people in my life. People who won't blow smoke up my backside, but will tell me the truth. See, Jesus says here in John 8, 32, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Everybody needs someone that they can be accountable to, praise God. I have a few minister friends here in the church that I've given them permission to speak into my life. Correction. If they ever see anything in my ministry or my life that don't look right, that's not lining up right. You need people in your life like that, guys. I have a a, a state overseer, a district pastor that I'm accountable to for the church. 
We all need people to be accountable to. And not only that, I got a wife that's more than willing to point out all my flaws. Praise <laughs> to God. More than willing. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Everyone needs someone to be accountable to. So you have to make yourself available to God. Prepare yourself, guys, for freedom. No one finds freedom or change in their life by just sitting on their backside. You got to go after it. You got to take action, guys, if you want to walk in freedom, praise the Lord. People in other countries, guys, will walk in the, in, in the night in secret, guys, to get to the underground church just to keep from being shot at or put in prison just so they can get to other believers and, and be in church and worship God. And here we have people in America, guys, that will miss a church service because of a toe ache or a headache. But then turn around and go to their job and work eight-hour shift with that still same, that, that still pains, that still toe ache, and that still headache. See, we give the world and worldly jobs and our worldly bosses more, more honor and credit than we do God and His house, praise the Lord. And see, I, I bet God gets tired of hearing all the excuses why people can't come to church. Lord, I can't come to church today. I stayed up too late last night. Lord, I can't come to church today. I, you know, I spent all day working around my house. Lord, I can't come to church today because I, I got a headache. Well, how about, guys, we do this? How about, how about we, uh, we go to bed early and get up and go to church? How about we don't work all day in our house and we get up and go to church? How about we take two aspirins in the morning and we get up and go to church? How about we start putting God first in our life you know, and serving Him, giving Him praise and honor that He deserves? Praise God. See, guys, if you know you're going to be doing something that's going to keep you out of church... Use wisdom. Don't do it. Don't do it. Gird yourself. Be prepared for action. Be available for God to use. God can't use you if you're not available, praise the Lord. Verse 8, the angel told Peter to gird himself. Be ready for action. So you guys, if you want to walk in freedom, then you're going to have to, you're going to, have to be prepared. You're going to have to do whatever it takes to walk in freedom, praise God. How to break free from bondage, guys, and get out of jail? Number five is tie on your sandals. Verse eight, the angel said to Peter, tie on your sandals. In other words, guys, put on your shoes. If you want to walk in victory, you're going to have to have some good spiritual shoes. You're going to have to have a good solid foundation in Jesus Christ. If you don't have good shoes, I guarantee you, you're not going to get very far down the road and you're going to have to pull them shoes off because you're going to have some blisters on your feet. I can tell you that from experience. You've got to have some good shoes, a good solid foundation, praise the Lord. And that's why there's a lot of Christians that's up and down, guys, and they struggle with, with freedom and staying free, guys, is because they don't have a solid foundation in Jesus Christ. See, to walk in freedom and stay walking in freedom, you're going to have to have a good pair of spiritual shoes that gives you support, that gives you a solid foundation in Christ. See, too many people try walking the Christian walk and the recovery road, guys, but they have cheap shoes on that, does, that doesn't that have no support or no foundation to it. See, they really don't even know who they are or what they believe. They don't even tie up their laces on their shoes. They leave their foundation open for the interpretation of the worldview. And see, how can you be set free from something if you don't even know what you believe? One quote says, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Jesus says here in Matthew 7 and 24, Therefore, 
Whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house upon a rock and the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it did not fall for it was, a, it was founded upon the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house upon the sand and the rains descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell and great was its fall because it didn't have a solid foundation, guys. You have to have a foundation in Jesus Christ. You have to know who you are and whose you are, who you belong to, that you're, you're a child of the King of Kings, praise God. And you need to remind yourself of that every day. That way when the devil comes knocking on your door and telling you that you're no good, that you're worthless, that no one cares about you, you can tell him to shut up because you're a child of the Most High God. That Isaiah says that the, my name is engraved in the palms of his hands and he knows every hair on my head is numbered. And you can slam the door in the devil's face and tell him to shut up. And you can walk out with your head held right high, guys, walking in Christ Jesus because you know who you are and you have a solid foundation in Christ. Praise the Lord. You got to have a solid foundation in Christ. You got to get some good spiritual shoes on guys. Know who you are and know what you believe. How to break free from bondage guys and get out of jail. Number six is you got to put on your garment. Verse eight says not only did they tell Peter to put on his shoes and put, uh, but to put on his garment. Praise the Lord. Put on his garment. See, you want to walk in freedom, guys? You can't walk around in clothes of prison, prison wear. You got to get rid of the old prison clothes. You got to cast off the old worldly clothes of that sin nature, of lust, of addiction, uh, of lying, of cheating, of stealing, or, or whatever it is, fear and insecurity. You got to cast off the clothes of the old nature, the old prison clothes, praise God, and put Christ on in your life. See, a prison system will give you some in-house clothing, praise God, because they want to identify you with, with uh, captivity, with being a prisoner. But the Bible says in John 8 that if the Son sets you free, you're free indeed. So if Christ has set us free, guys, then we don't need to be walking around in the old prison clothes of the old life and the old lifestyle, praise God. We need to put on Christ, put off those old clothes and say, tell the devil, I'm not wearing those no more. That's not who I am. I'm a new person, a new creation, a new creature in Christ Jesus, praise the Lord. So you want to walk in the freedom, guys? Then you gotta you gotta walk in Christ. You gotta put off that old nature, that old mentality. And you gotta put on some freedom thinking, freedom in your mind. And that's why there's some people, guys, that get out of their programs and they go right back to relapse. They go right back to their addictions, no matter even if they move to a different state, a different city, a different zip code. Because ghetto will find ghetto. Amen. Bondage thinking will find bondage. You need freedom thinking in your mind, praise God. You need that, that change in your mind. But it says right here in Romans 12 too, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that comes through getting in God's word and letting God's word saturate your mind and get rid of those old images of lust and filth and, and sinning and, and getting high and all those things that the enemy wants to bind you with fear and guilt. You got to let God's word get in your mind. You got to get in God's word. Let it transform and renew you if you want to walk in freedom, praise God. You got to take off the old prison clothes. Take them off. See, too many Christians walk around in the clothes of the old nature. They put on the garments, guys, of, of condemnation. And they're in prison to their past failures and, and shame and guilt. And you got to put all that off, guys, if you want to live free. And you got to put on the clothes of Christ. You got to put on the clothes of the Spirit. Jesus says here in Matthew 9, 17, nor do they put new wine in old wineskins or the wineskin breaks. 
and the wine spills out and the wineskins are ruined, but they put new wine into new wineskins and both are preserved. And what Jesus is saying here, guys, you can't put the spirit of God, a new life, guys, into the old lifestyle. It will burst. The old sinful life and the new life, they don't mix. You got to put a new life, the new wine, into a new life that's being made new, praise God. You can't put on the garment of Christ, guys, and the garment of the world and wear them at the same time. They don't mix. They don't go together. It's a mix match. See, when a person breaks out of jail, one of the first things they do is they want to rip off that clothes that, that associates them with being in captivity. And when you become a new person in Jesus Christ, you, want to, you ought to rip off the clothes of the old life, the old lifestyle, the old nature, and put on Christ. Put on Christ to walk in freedom, guys. If you're going to break free and walk free, guys, you've got to put on Christ. Throw away the old clothes. Praise God. The worship team wants to come on back up this morning. How to break free, guys, from bondage and get out of jail. And the last one, number seven, is you have to follow the Lord. You have to follow the Lord. Verse eight, then the angel said to him, gird yourself and tie on your sandals. And so he did. And he said to him, put on your garment and follow me. Follow me. See, if Peter would have just stayed there and not listened to what the angel told him, he would have stayed in bondage. He would have stayed in captivity. But he had to do, he had to follow the, the, the angel. He had to do what he said. And see, guys, when Jeff, when I want to do what I want to do, and I want to be in lead and control of my life, things mess up, guys. I mess things up all the time. If you want to break free, guys, you're going to have to surrender your will and your control and your desire to be in control and lead over to the leading of the Holy Spirit, over to Christ. You're going to have to follow his leadership for your life, praise the Lord. See, I don't have the foresight to see what's coming my way uh, down the road for my life to, to lead and guide my life, but the Holy Spirit does. He knows how to lead me and guide me and drag me around all the potholes and the traps and the snares, the chains and the bondages and, and the prison cells that the enemy wants to put me into. He can see way beyond your sight or my sight, praise God. John, or Jesus says here in John sixteen thirteen, when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will guide you in all truth. And see, too many people want to be in control of their own lives, guys, instead of allowing the Holy Spirit to guide and lead their Christian walk. And that's why we have so many people that fall flat on their face, guys, and go back in the relapse and mess up. is because they want to be in control instead of allowing the Holy Spirit to be in control. And see, when you want to be in control and when you want to lead, you're going to mess up. It's going to be like the blind leading the blind. You're going to fall flat on your face every time. See, freedom starts with you surrendering everything. In your life over to Christ and then following his will for your life. Jesus says here in Mark 8 34, whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And see, church, what Christ is saying here says, whoever desires to come after me, come after my love, come after my forgiveness. Come after my joy. Come after my deliverance, my freedom. Whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself. Deny your will. Deny your wants. Deny your desires. Whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross. And see, the cross doesn't mean the same thing nowadays as it did back then. 
Nowadays, we, we hang it in a church. We put it on our, our, our shirts. We, we, put, we paint pictures on them, and, and we hang them in different places, and it, it's freedom, and it's, it's redemption. But back, back then, it was, a, it was a death sentence. It meant pain. It meant suffering. And Jesus is saying, take up your cross. and Be willing to go through some pain. Be willing to go through some suffering. Be willing to even lay down your life if it comes to it. Whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross. Then follow me. Then follow me. See, church, you want to break free from bondage and addictions and things in your life. Change. You're going to have to be willing to lay it all down and follow Jesus Christ. See, the devil, the devil has a life sentence for each and every one here today without the possibility of parole. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life. I've come to set the captives free. And maybe you're here today, guys, and you're struggling with some things in your life. God never meant for you to walk in bondage. He's a deliverer. He's a chain breaker. He'll break the bondages in your life. You can be free today, but you have to be willing to rise up and not be like the lion in the cage. Walk around the door. The freedom's there. The door is open. Jesus is saying, I'm here. I'm the truth, the life, and the way. But you got to be willing to rise up and say, Lord, here I am. I want to surrender it all to you that I can walk in the freedom that you have for me today. I hate seeing people bound by things in their life when God has freedom for you, church. But you just got to be willing to come to the Lord. The Lord desires to set his people free. And if that's you to hear today, I'm going to have the prayer team come up. I want to pray with you. But it's your choice. You got to be willing to come to an altar. You got to be willing to tarry and pray and say, God, here I am. Help me. Deliver me. Set me free. And I guarantee you, he will if you're willing, praise the Lord. He loves you. He went to a cross and he shed his blood for you. He desires nothing but good things for you. But you got to be willing to come, church. That's you this morning. I want to pray with you. If there's any other needs in the house, we want to pray with you this morning. Praise the Lord.